There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcasts at DubaiEye1038.com. Your weekend home for all things sport. This is The Grill on Dubai Eye 103.8. Live from Barasti. Here's Tom Urquhart. We head to Stamford Bridge. I can't say anything. The silence from Tom. Well, maybe tell one thing, it belies the other, because I can tell you, early stages of the second half at Stamford Bridge, Chelsea taking on West Ham United, and Tom's beloved West Ham have only gone and scored, haven't they? They lead by a goal to nil. Aaron Cresswell it is with the finish, the left back, powers on. Wonderful, wonderful touch. We're going to come to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Ah, I'm gutted because there's another man. I'll get to that in a second. West Ham it is who take the lead. It's a great goal, this. Aaron Cresswell, buccaneering fullback. He's good as Aaron Cresswell. He's maybe lost his way in the last 12 months, but he's a fine footballer. He gets forward. He then checks onto his weaker right foot, and he just uses the defender to bend it into the far corner, past Kepa Aspilalaga into the bottom corner. West Ham leads at Chelsea. We've got a second goal at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium as well, and it's that man yet again. He is reborn. Jose Mourinho needs to bottle up whatever he said to Deli Ali and use it in future because it's worked. Deli Ali has a second of the night and uh, Tottenham, they lead Bournemouth now by two goals to nil. So Liverpool, they lead Brighton 2-0. Spurs, they lead Bournemouth by two goals to nil. And the big one, well, West Ham lead Chelsea by a goal to nil up at Turf Moor as well. Burnley are a goal down to Crystal Palace. Indeed, they are. Just a reminder of what's going on at Liverpool. They lead uh, 2-0 uh, at home against Brighton and Hove Albion. I'll ask Chris to run us over Scotland in a few moments' time because we've just had half-time there. I can tell you full-time uh, from the early kickoff over in Serie A where Atalanta have beaten Brescia uh, away uh, at Brescia. 3-0 it finished up there. 2 for Mario Pasalic and uh, 1 in injury time for Josep Ilicic. Uh, so 3-0 it finished. Uh, all the points going to Atalanta in that one. Half-time over in Spain as well. Real Sociedad are taking on Ibar. It's one apiece in that one. Goals on 25 and 35 for the two teams respectively. Uh, the wonderfully named Robin Lenormand. Uh, no, in fact it is Robin Lenormand uh, for, of, on, after 25 minutes for Real Sociedad. And then uh, Papakoli Diop. Uh, scoring for Ibar after 35. That's how it looks over in Italy and Spain. What about Scotland? Yeah, Scotland, uh, we are into the early stages of the second half. I can tell you Aberdeen up at Pitodri, they are one apiece with St Mirren. It was the prolific Sam Cosgrove who gave the Dons the lead early on in that one. Jonathan Abika levelled things up for St Mirren, 23 minutes on the clock on that one. So one apiece there. Hibs under new management, Jack Ross, former St Mirren and Sunderland boss. He's now there and he is leading a bit of a renaissance at Easter Road. Hibs lead Kilmarnock by two goals to nil. Christian Diogi and Jason Naismith are on the score sheet for Hibs. Nil-nil still between Livingston and Hamilton Academical. Motherwell, they lead St Johnston by two goals to nil. Devontae Cole, the former Manchester United youth star, opened the scoring on the half-hour mark. Peter Hartley doubled Motherwell's advantage. So as things stand, of course, Celtic and Rangers, there's not much that splits those two at the top of the table. Merely goal difference. Aberdeen, they 
with their point, if it stays the way, will stay third. Motherwell up to fourth. Hibs are the movers and shakers, though they are trending in the right direction. They'll be up to fifth. Of course, a long way still to go. Where the goals are at, Tom, is the championship. Indeed it is. Before we go there, though, let's just go to the German Bundesliga. Why is about 15 minutes remaining <laughs> over there? We were talking about the away wins. They've been whittled down at the yeah, moment, they are. though, uh, although it is Augsburg who still lead Colm uh, by that solitary goal. 75 minutes on the clock there. Yeah, we're into the closing stages. Augsburg, you're right, they lead Cologne by, uh, Cologne by a goal to nil. Borussia Dortmund, they still lead Hertha Berlin by two goals to one. Jadon Sancho, one of Dortmund's goal scorers. RB Leipzig were home and hosed, we thought. They were 3-0 up at half-time. Yeah. Paderborn have mounted a bit of a comeback. It's now Paderborn 2, RB Leipzig 3, so they're holding on a little. Our Julian Nagelsmann's men. Hoffenheim, they still lead by a solitary goal to nil against Fortuna Dusseldorf. So, currently, it's three away wins from four. We're into the final ten minutes, we'll keep you bang up today as when the goals go in. You are so right about the championship though. Uh, I haven't even reported about the late goal that Sheffield Wednesday scored to uh, really put the icing on the cake in their away win against Charlton. 3-1 it finished there. <laughs> that just tells half the story of some of the first half stories uh, over in the championship. Let's run through you through a few of those. Barnsley against uh, Barnsley won Hull City nil. No goals at half-time between Birmingham and Millwall. That's not the case at Brentford. They lead Luton in the first half by five goals to nil. Yeah. Goals from Abuemo, Watkins, Jensen, De Silva. What's going on there? Brentford have just caught fire. They're a fine footballing side, our Brentford. I've been saying it to anyone that wants to listen to me. Keep an eye on them. They are dark horses to still go up this season. They are smashing Luton Town under Graham Jones, the former assistant to Roberto Martinez, is Graham Jones. Brentford fancying it today. They lead 5-0. Bristol City yeah. equally fancying it under Lee Johnson. They lead Huddersfield Town by four goals to one. They scored their four goals in that first half as well. Derby, Queen's Park Rangers, we saw Wayne Rooney introduced to the Pride Park faithful before kick-off. Derby won though, Queen's Park Rangers won. Leeds United, they're looking to continue their chase with West Brom. They lead Middlesbrough, Jonathan Woodgate, out of his depth. Simple as that as Middlesbrough boss. Leeds United 2, Middlesbrough nil. Nottingham Forest, they're a goal down. It's uh, Neil Harris, it is, who's now in charge of Cardiff. His side lead by a goal to nil. Stoke under new management themselves, under Michael O'Neill, the former Northern Ireland or current Northern Ireland manager. Dual role for him. They're a goal down to Tony Mowbray's Blackburn Rovers and Wigan Athletic under Paul Cook. They lead Reading, now managed, of course, by Mark Bowen, a former teammate of Dale Gordon, former assistant to Mark Hughes. It is, though, Wigan 1, Reading 0. So goals are plenty in, quite simply, the most competitive league on the planet, the Championship. Cheers for that, fella. Uh, tomorrow we've got lots to look forward to. Uh, Ross County taking on Celtic. Early kickoff in that one. Uh, 4 p.m. local time here in the UAE. Rangers against Hearts. Uh, that is underway at 7 p.m. local time here in the UAE. As to the Premier League, Manu against Villa is uh, one of the late kickoffs. Leicester City against Evan, the other one. That one at 8. Both of those at 8.30 p.m. Before that, you've got Wolves against Sheffield United. Wolves uh, impressive again midweek in their Europa League clash. And then a fascinating one for all the wrong reasons uh, earlier on than that. Norwich City against Arsenal. Uh, I want to get on to the Arsenal story if I can. It is a developing story. Um, and every single manager in the Premier League, in fact, every single manager giving a press conference in the last 24 hours has been asked about their thoughts on Unai Emery. Interesting comment from Jose Mourinho. Surprised? It's always sad news. I felt it as a kid when my dad was sacked as a manager. I felt myself when I'm, I've been sacked previously. There is not one single manager that is sacked 
that I'm happy with. I always feel the deja vu situation. So I'm sad for it, but that's life. And Duna is a fantastic coach, not happy at Arsenal, obviously, but a fantastic coach with a proven record. A little bit of a rest. Another big club will come for him, and his career will be will be back on track. So, no dramas, mi amigo. Keep going, and um, you will get another club. Do you mind me just off the back of that saying if, if this had happened a fortnight ago, was it the kind of job that you might have been interested in? There is no point to tell it. Uh, <laughs> didn't happen. Happened now. And uh, I'm so happy here that I couldn't even think about the possibility to to go to another to another place. You can put now in front of me any club in in the world. I would not move. Take touch to George over here. Jose, are you surprised that Unai's lasted such a short space of time at Arsenal? One and a half season, right? I cannot comment on it. I don't. I'm not inside. I don't know the feelings. I don't know if. Uh, if Unai was was even himself happy to uh, to leave, I don't I, I don't know. I, I I just can't know. I just can say that uh, I'm always disappointed when the manager goes. Even when I was uh, waiting for a job, in even when I need somebody to 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 get sacked for me to be eventually a possibility, is not something that I I enjoy in football and in life. When I when I I, I hear about factories closing or people making redundant or this kind of story. I'm never happy. Chris McCarty, only Jose Marino can t- answer a question about a sacked manager into about his life story, his yeah. father, another manager. It's all about him and his job. Just thinking about Unai Emery and Arsenal, obviously the, 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 the sacking came this week. I think back and I think about Sir Alex Ferguson and Manchester United. A coach that a, a, t- a club that had a manager for multiple decades didn't really have a great succession plan. A, a new coaches came in, a new coach came in in, 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 in in the case of Arsenal, couldn't quite get the team to gel. It was a team in decline. It had been in decline for a number of years. Got them to Europa League final, remember? It did, but an Arsenal that hadn't won a lot in a, in a long time and, and and really failed to put his footballing philosophy into play struggled a bit with personnel there's been some issues there on and off around the, around the club we've seen uh, yep. Granite Jacker I think throw his armband down not a happy place but was is sacking the right thing to do at yeah. Arsenal yeah it is there, there, there's mitigating circumstances of course a lot of Arsenal fans will point to the board and whether they were Unai Emery signings that being said, they have been woeful. As bad as Man United are, and Man United are not without their problems either, by the way, but Arsenal, what is it? Worst run in 28 years, winless in seven, going to go all the way back to October 6th for the last time that they won in the Premier League. It's been a long time in coming. Unai Emery, and sometimes I'm right. It's not often, but sometimes I am. I said it when they first appointed him. I'm not convinced this is a good appointment for the long term. I'm really not convinced. And yeah, listen, he got them to a Europa League final. They were thrashed in that final. A man who won, of course, three successive Europa Leagues with Sevilla, thrashed in that final by Chelsea. And in all honesty, they've never really recovered since then. Spent massive money on Nicolas Pepe. Was it his man? I don't know. Massive money was spent. Hasn't worked out. David Luiz has come in. 
not a top level centre half no no longer anyway I think Chelsea hid his flaws for a long time he's been exposed and I just look at Arsenal right now and they need a manager they need an overhaul from top to finish uh, from top to bottom similar to Man United it's uh, it has been a long time in coming I'm not surprised I think it is the right decision what I am intrigued about now is who do they appoint because a lot of speculation in the last few days surrounding Nuno Santo at Wolves now I like Nuno I think he's done a great job with Wolves. I'm not convinced that he is the man to rebuild Arsenal in his own image. I, I think they need someone, dare I say it, like a Carlo Angelotti, can maybe I, a Max Allegri. Can I just ask a quick one about Nuno? Because, again, silly question, but therefore it just needs to be asked. Because again, it's one of those ones that I was sort of discussing with my son. And when, when he starts asking me the questions, I go, yeah, I, I see it from that reason. The way that it's being portrayed in the press at the moment with the Nuno thing, that it's a, it would be a sort of, it would be a given that someone like Nuno would want to go to Arsenal. And yet you look at the success he's had at Wolves. You look at where Wolves are in the Premier League at the moment. You look at the squad they've got. You look at the board he's working under. You look at the future plans there as well. Yeah. Is it such a given these days? Yeah, OK, Arsenal are a bigger club. They've got more history, etc. But given the results and given the current standing, he seems very uh, good at where I totally, he's at. I totally take that point. Wolves are an upwardly mobile, ambitious club. That all being said, money talks. And, you know, Arsenal are a massive club no disrespect to Wolves but Arsenal are a far bigger club and it will come down to contracts it will come down to whether Nuno fancies it it's very rare in football Tom very rare indeed as we see Aaron Connolly test Alison Becker there the Brighton Hove Albion striker against the Liverpool goalkeeper it's very rare in football do we see managers turn down bigger jobs it just doesn't happen that often I can't recall and we'll put it out there 4 one the last time a manager went Nope, big clubs come calling, I don't fancy it. Some might say, Brendan Rodgers, if you believe reports, Spurs, that was their first choice, and he said, no, I'm happy at Leicester. Did Pochettino turn down Real Madrid or Manchester United in the, in the, in the off-season? Yeah, there was no, certainly not from, from what my understanding, there was no offer that came calling. Maybe Poch with Real Madrid, maybe. Uh, I think Zizou, though, was, was pretty much uh, home and hose for a second stint. So it's very rare is what I'm saying. Your son's right, you and your son, that conversation, I'd be looking at that right now because under the Cronkies, I'm not sure whether they are the right owners. In fact, they aren't the right owners, as Arsenal fans would tell me, whereas Wolves, George Mendes, Nuno's agent, he's got his claws into that football club and they're moving in the right direction. That being all said, can Wolves really finish top four or can they finish top six? I think Arsenal still have the capabilities of doing just that. They've got some fine footballers. Chris, you bandied about a couple of big name, you know, football managers who've got, you know, big global international experience there. Freddie Lundberg's come in, ex-player, just yeah. to hold, the, to, to stop gap it. Talk about Patrick Vieira, maybe. Will they turn to a former player like Man United have done with Solskjaer? Well, listening and reading what I have... Freddie Jungberg's going to be given every opportunity. If he goes win, 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 wins a few and, and does an ollie, did I say, and you know, if he's caretaker boss for five or six games and they win five or six, I could see him getting it to the end of the season and then they take stock. Patrick Vieira's the interesting one. I've had a lot of people today asking me that. I don't really see Patrick Vieira at Arsenal. He's, he's done a great job at Nice. He was all right in New York City, but Nice ain't Arsenal. And, you know, I think someone like a Mikel, another former Arsenal, Mikel Arteta, again, there'll be those that say, hold on a second, Chris, Mikel Arteta's done nothing in management. You're taking more of a risk with Mikel than you are with Patrick. I'm going on what I'm hearing more than anything else when it comes to that job. Eddie Howe's been mentioned. No, I don't really see that either. I think if you're looking at anything, you're looking at... 
Oh, big chance for Liverpool, and he's put it past the post as Chamberlain. I think you're looking at Nuno Santo because those stories won't go away. Poch, will I throw his name into the mix? I can't see it. Maybe Max Allegri, if there's a big enough contract there. The Italian, who of course had great success with Juventus. There are no shortage of names. I think we're all ignoring the biggest name now, aren't we? Scott Parker. <laughs> Have he's touche. Got, he's got he's got eyes on something much don't, bigger. Don't say David that. Moyes. I'm not saying David Moyes, but I mean, if you're talking about, you know, connection with the club, form... Terence. Terence Henry. Yeah, he's just taken over at Montreal Impact, though, hasn't he? And who would leave Montreal Impact <laughs> for Arsenal Football Club? His results say, say it all, don't they, you know? He's the man for the job. He lasted at Monaco about five <laughs> matches, yeah, didn't he? he did. He didn't last long <laughs> at all. But, yeah, listen, as an Arsenal fan, somebody asked me the other day, as a man, who, who would you be more worried, a Man U fan or an Arsenal fan? Honestly speaking, Arsenal, because I, I can see the shoots. The shoots are are, are, are kind of growing at Old Trafford. I don't think Solskjaer is the man long term at all. Whereas at Arsenal, I think the problems run. A, I think a lot deeper. I really mean that. I think they run a lot deeper, and they've got to get this decision right. Otherwise, they're in a world of pain. Bring back Finger. He just signed, signed, he signed to become a technical director at FIFA. Bring back Wenger, I say. Not a bad show. Uh, things uh, still uh, as stands over in the Premier League. Thumbs up from Hector there. He says that's the right... Oh, no, no. No more <laughs> no Wenger. Wenger. OK, says Hector. All right, no more Wenger. Uh, Aberdeen have just doubled their lead. Uh, Bristol have just scored their fifth. There are goals going in around the globe at the moment. We'll tell you who and why in just a few moments' time. This is The Grill. Join the conversation. Tweet the team at Dubai Eye Sport. Yeah, I mentioned just before we went to break there that Aberdeen had extended their lead. Uh, they were, uh, it was 1-1 at half-time, uh, but they have extended. 2-1 they leave St Mirren now. Uh, and talking of all the twos, it seems to be the case up in Scotland at the moment. It does indeed, yeah. It was Niall McGinn who has given oh, Aberdeen oh, 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 the lead. Oh, we'll break away because, well, they're in dreamland, our Tom Ucker and the Hammers, because it's now Chelsea nil, West Ham United 2, and it's Mikel Antonio at the back post. Robert Snodgrass it was who created all the havoc down the right-hand side. He gets to the byline, does the Scotland international, or should I say former Scotland international. I believe he's retired now. He dinks it to the back post. Mikel Antonio, Mark Archer could have scored from that range. He just had to nod the ball into an empty net. It flummoxed Kepa, it's Chelsea nil, West Ham two. Welcome oh, to the mad, goodness. bad world of West Ham. Uh, uh, oh, hang on, before I can even gloat. Well, there's goals aplenty, and is that a hat trick? No, it isn't. Serge Aurier it is with the goal. In fact, is it? I think it's he that's celebrating. We'll get a confirmation of who got that one. It may well have been Musa Suzoko, but it's now Spurs 3, Bournemouth 0. Deli Ali got the first. Deli Ali got the second. Spurs are heading for the three points, and it was indeed Musa Suzoko. Sun Hyung Min, it was with a second assist for the South Korean captain. He set it up. Musa Suzoko, beautiful volley into the roof of the net. Serge Aurier, it was who was scampering after him to celebrate Spurs 3, Bournemouth 0. That's three wins from three for Josie. Amazing, amazing. What is it they say? A week's a long time in politics. <laughs> it's, it's a heck of a long time in football, that's for sure. Ain't it just? So is 45 minutes, I can yeah. tell you, as a West Ham fan these days. Uh, anyway, uh, Chris and I have got this deal going at the moment. Anytime he starts to open his mouth uh, with some sort of prediction, about, I'd, I'd give it the old zip it, zip, zip it, zip it, zip it. Can I do it now? No, of course you can't. You can't oh, go anywhere near. Oh, 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 there's VAR, Tom. Oh, there you go. Oh, there. <laughs> <laughs> 
See, Chris! There's VAR involved here, and I think this is going to be ruled out. The VAR boys are out in force. Mikel Antonio, did he handle? I wonder. Did he handle? There's a shake of the head. We're looking at this one at Stamford Bridge. The VAR boys are zoomed in on this one. The VAR, oh, they've given a decision, and then they've cut away. We don't yet know if that's a goal or not for West Ham. So West Ham either lead by two goals to nil, or they lead by the solitary goal. We'll give you an update on that when we know it. They've cut away. Aberdeen 2, Samirum 1, Hibbs 2, uh, two Kilmarnock uh, nil. Uh, Motherwell leading St Johnson by two goals to nil. Let's break away to the rugby very quickly because, uh, well, something of a fight back by the Barbars. Yeah, Wales taking on the Barbars in Cardiff and they lead uh, into the second half now, 40 points to 33. But the Barbars have come storming back playing some enterprising rugby in the second half. Three games also into the second half in the English Premiership extra Chiefs lead uh, and look comfortable against Wasps, 17 points to three at home. Northampton Saints have a comfortable lead against Leicester Tigers, 29 points to 13. And Worcester Warriors have come from behind now. They did trail sale at half time, but they're now leading sale, 20 points to 10. Uh, one score into the second half in the Guinness Pro 14. Tr- uh, Benetton Treviso lead Cardiff Blues, 28 points to 17. And a full-time score in from the French top 14 where uh, Bordeaux Bagels have fought back to defeat uh, Racing 92 in Paris, 34 points to 30. Last few minutes in the Bundesliga and the fight backs on for the home teams. Uh, FC Köln have equalised against Augsburg. It's one apiece there in the dying minutes of that game. Hertha Berlin are looking for an equaliser against Borussia Dortmund 1-2 in that one. Paderborn uh, still looking for that equaliser against Leipzig. As Chris was saying, they were 3-0 down. 2-3 now. And Hoffenheim uh, and Fortuna Dusseldorf also coming to the party. One apiece on that one. That would be a one. If you'd you'd done the pulls on a day like that, you'd be be biting your nails to a quick, wouldn't you? You'd be absolutely laughing. Got bad news for you, though, Tom. That goal did not count down at Stamford Bridge. The individual in charge of the remote control at VAR has paused. He's pressed rewind. He's repeated that a few times. Conclusion, yet no goal. So West Ham, their lead remains singular. It is Chelsea nil, West Ham one. And just as we started to get carried away. Brilliant. Right, well, keep an eye. Let's take a quick breather. When we come back, uh, what do I want to do? I want to talk a bit of rugby. I want to talk boxing. Uh, but, of course, we will focus massively on what's going on. Oh, we've also got the golf as well, haven't we? Got the golf, one of the most beautiful... Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. We do have a goal. We've got a goal. Go on, Benji. Totten- oh, my goodness gracious me. We have seen some belters today, so we have. We've got a goal, and it is Bournemouth who have pulled one back. So it's now tot. So still... Josie, Mr. quote-unquote defensive, still can't keep a clean sheet as Spurs boss because uh, they've conceded again, have Spurs. They've conceded three, uh, sorry, two in his opening uh, debut. Scored three. It was a 3-2 win against your beloved West Ham. Conceded two midweek against Olympiacos and a 4-2 win. They were 3-0 up today. Harry Wilson on loan from Liverpool. A beautiful left-footed effort. Clipped the top of the crossbar into the empty net. Uh, beating Gazinga all hands up. And it's now Tottenham three, Bournemouth one. Thank you very much indeed for that. Let's take a quick break when we come back. Uh, we're also going to have team news for you uh, because the hour mark is almost upon us before kickoff for the late one in the Premier League. We'll let you know what's happening uh, with those two teams. I've got some rugby news, some golf news, and of course, uh, there's a small boxing match taking place around about this time next week. We'll have a little look ahead to that also. This is The Grill, live from Barasti, where the game is always on. 
Yeah, it is at the grill and obviously conscious of what's going on in the football. Another 15 minutes remaining in the Premier League and several key games across uh, Scotland uh, and Europe as well. Uh, talking of key games, this could be a key moment. Surely that was outside the box. Uh, Chris McCarty on this one. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, the red card is out. Oh, and I tell you what, Liverpool, they lead by two goals to nil. They're going to have to play the final 15 minutes with just 10 men. Alison Becker is off. Straight red. That's a three-game ban upcoming. Fabinho out for six weeks. You say we're going with this. There is some some optimism but given the fact they're going to be 11 points clear this evening it's not much Alison Becker he's getting a talking to from Andy Robertson we're going to see this one the VAR boys are going to get involved it's a long ball over the top Aaron Conley's on to it is that handball or is that a chest let's see this Aaron Conley's pretty pretty convinced that it's handball he is a million miles outside his area and yeah that's a handball that's a handball that is a Michael Jordan slam dunk in his heyday is what that is. In fact, it's Leandro Trossard, the uh, summer recruit from Genk. And yeah, that's handball. <laughs> that's handball all day long. That is a nine-match ban, not just a three-one. <laughs> uh, he is off, and Liverpool are down to ten men. So Chris, what would you do? What would you do if you're Jurgen? Uh, do you bring on? Well, you do. You do bring on. Yeah, you bring a keeper. What were you thinking there? You played the last twelve I minutes thought, without a keeper. I just thought the old, <laughs> take the old Man City approach. So a couple of weeks ago, when Carl Walker ah, was yeah. in sticks. stick a player. No, thankfully Liverpool have a few. Uh, and they've got Adrian on the bench, a man that you know well, of course, Adrian. Adrian, you can tell I'm Scottish. Adrian is coming on the Spaniard to replace Alison Becker. And uh, yeah, it's a wise move because Tom would just have them play without a keeper. I said Oxford Chamberlain. No, Virgil van Dijk, he can do anything, can't he? You play yeah, well, him in I was just going to say to you, Chris, Virgil's got two goals today. I'm doing really well on my fantasy value for him. Stick him in goal, a couple of saves would be useful as well. And then a couple of jeepers, if you got a couple of saves, your fantasy team would be winning this weekend, I think but uh, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain is making way not to go in goals he's making way for Adrian so he can go and bend right I am going to let the boys have a little look at what's going on in the world of football in the meantime we break away just want to report on uh, an event that took place uh, a week ago uh, or so um, with World Rugby uh, World, World Rugby and other organisations making a number of awards at the end of the season. Uh, the International Rugby Players Award Special Merit Award went to a special friend of the show, Jamie Heaslip, honoured by World Rugby. Blacks getting up disputing position, snapped up by McCord. Early chance here for the All Blacks. Gets this chance to do something now. Jamie Heaslip made his international debut in 2006 and went on to win 95 caps for Ireland, 13 of them as captain. His consistent high performance helped drive the national team to unprecedented success, including a Grand Slam, two Triple Crowns, three Six Nations Championships, as well as numerous domestic and European honours with Leinster. He played at two Rugby World Cups, featuring in all ten of Ireland's games at the 2011 and 2015 tournaments, and was a key figure for the British and Irish Lions, making five test appearances across the 2009 and 2013 tours of South Africa and Australia. Those caps ensuring his membership of the prestigious Rugby Centurions Club. He scored 13 tries for his country, including the IRPA Try of the Year against Italy in 2016 and was shortlisted for World Rugby Player of the Year in both 2009 and 2016. But in recent years, it's his contribution off the pitch, working with international rugby players to advance the cause of players around the world that has been equally significant. Jamie, congratulations on receiving this Special Merit Award. I think any player that receives 100 test matches for their country 
that sort of looks after the rugby credential side of things. But it's your work uh, that's gone on off the field, particularly since you retired, that has brought you to prominence in this regard. Well done, uh, an award absolutely merited, uh, and hopefully we'll see more of you in this regard. Well done. As a representative on World Rugby's Rugby Committee, the Rugby Athletes Commission, and with WADA and the IOC, Jamie has spoken for players at all levels, men's, women's, sevens and fifteens, and is passionate about players having a voice at the top table. Working with Rugby Players Ireland, he's been proactive on the subject of the appropriate management of athlete data and image rights, and is eager to advance this focus in the coming years. He now works in the tech industry in Dublin, where he lives with his wife and daughter. The recipient of the International Rugby Players Special Merit Award 2019 is Jamie Heaslip. Well done, Jamie. Right, let's move on. Um, there's been another goal. <laughs> there has an Anfield drama. What drama? I told you just moments ago, Alison Becker sent off for a handball outside the area. From the resultant free kick, Lewis Dunk has played an absolute blinder. He's had a quick word with Martin Atkinson. Oh. We've got another goal as well. We'll update you on that one in just a second. We'll come to that in a minute. It's bonkers. Can I keep up? <laughs> and it's similar to the first as well up at Turf Moor. I'll come to that in just a second. Who's scoring it, though? I need to keep an eye on that. <laughs> exactly. Kuyati. I think it's Kuyati. We'll come back to that, though. Tom, let's stick with what I've got. Anfield. So it's a free kick. Lewis Dunk has a quick word with Martin Atkinson. I think he gets the little, yes, you can do this. Martin Atkinson blows the whistle. And Lewis Dunk just passes it into the far <laughs> corner. Whilst Adrian is still setting up his wall. We're seeing a replay of it now. Martin Atkinson backs away, blows the whistle. And he just passes it into the bottom corner. So it's now Liverpool 2, Brighton and Hove Albion 1. Of course, Brighton have their tails up. Liverpool are down to 10 men. And up at Turf Moor as well. Turn up for the books this one. It's a good result for Crystal Palace. They've doubled their advantage. And it wasn't Kuyati got it wrong. It was Jeffrey Schlupp who has doubled the advantage for Palace. So it was Wilfred Zaha who gave them the lead. Similar uh, similar type of goal as well. Near post effort. Nick Pope should do better on the left foot. Jeffrey Schlupp, stronger of the two feet for him. He has doubled their advantage. So it's now Burnley nil, Crystal Palace 2. Thanks very much indeed for those. Uh, yeah, so Jamie Hazlett picking up the Special Merit Award. There were also six inductees into the Rugby Hall of Fame at that latest meeting of World Rugby, their big end-of-season awards dinner as well. Six inductees, uh, Mark Arch, I'm going to put you to the pedo here. We've got, a little, we've got about a minute's worth of audio highlighting those six inductees. Let's see if you can work out who they are. Rex getting up this beauty position, snapped up by McCaw. Early chance here for the All Blacks. Gets this chance to do something now that nobody else has done to hold on to a second World Cup, a third cup for his nation, a first on overseas soil. Shigeru Kono, the president of the Japanese Rugby Union. Oz Duran, a double world champion now, 12 years in the making. Big Fats, the piano mover from Auckland, the Western Samoan captain. I think uh, being a piano mover sums up rugby, really. The forwards tend to move the pianos, the backs uh, tend to play them. Graham Henry, he knows he's been here before and knows what's expected, so do the players. They do push him for those Spaniards and they're going for the pushover try. Watch for the referee's arm to be raised. And eventually, Orbachea may well be the one who's got the ball in his grasp. 
Well, I hope you know who they are because I haven't got a clue, Mark Archer, <laughs> but give us how many you've got from that. I've got five of them. I struggled to get the last one. Of course, the first uh, person mentioned there was the great uh, all-black captain, Richie McCaw, winner, of course, two Rugby World Cups. Graham Henry, the coach from 2011, yeah. he was also mentioned there. Shinko, Japanese administrator, I think, uh, done a lot for the match. Yeah. Osterant, uh, South African prop, was mentioned. And Peter Fadilofa, star for Fats. Auckland. Many years played uh, played also for Samoa, the piano shifter in his uh, day job, <laughs> and of course, as as the as the commentary said, Peter, the f- forwards shift their pianos and the backs get to play them. I did miss the last inductee, so you got to apologise for that. It's the Spanish number eight, wasn't it? I think uh, who has done so much for Spanish rugby. Juan Mata. <laughs> One matter. Girard Piquet. Into World Rugby's Hall of Fame. Love I that. I jest, I jest, of course. Uh, right, we are. What is going on in the world of sport at the moment? We're just trying to take stock at present uh, of some of the big uh, developing stories. Uh, Chris McCarty's trying to keep on top of VAR, keep on top of all of the drama in the Premier League. What have we got? Yeah. Ten minutes remaining? Yeah, we're into, five no, five. we're into the final five minutes across the UK, across Europe as well for many of the 7pm kickoffs. If you are just tuning in, where are we at? Well, Burnley, they're 2-0 down at home to Roy Hodgson's Crystal Palace, Wilfred Zaha and Jeffrey Schlupp on the score sheet. The result of the day thus far, Tom, and I'm going to say it, I hate to do it, but I'm going to. Stamford Bridge, Chelsea nil, West Ham United 1. We had a deal. <laughs> we had a deal. On the score sheet. I'm sorry, Tom, I had to do it. I've got to get people up to date with the scores. Liverpool, they lead. They're down to 10 men, are Liverpool, but they still lead Brighton and Hove Albion by two goals to one. Virgil van Dijk with them both in the first half. Brighton profiting from the sending off of Alison Becker, Lewis Dunk scoring from the resultant free kick. And down in London, Tottenham Hotspur, they lead Bournemouth by three goals to one. Deli Alley with two, Musu Suzoko adding the third. And just five or so minutes ago, ten minutes ago now, we saw Harry Wilson bend in a beautiful free kick. The late kickoff, team news is in, I'll give you that in a few moments. Southampton taking on Watford. Let's go to Scotland, uh, Aberdeen against St Mirren. Mirren back with one there, 2-1 the score. Uh, that's the same score, Hibs against Kilmarnock as well. So goals flying in. In, up in Scotland, still nil-nil. Livingston, Hamilton, and Motherwell have extended their lead by three goals to nil. We'll give you goal scorers at the end of proceedings. Talking of goals, uh, Chris McCarty said, "Keep your eye on the championship this afternoon." Brentford have got <laughs> their sixth of the day. Yeah, they're they're absolutely flying. Our Brentford goals are plenty. Let me run through these early kickoff. Charlton one, Sheffield Wednesday three into the final ten minutes in all of these kickoffs as well. Barnsley they they lead Hull by two goals to one. Millwall they lead at St Andrews by a goal to nil against Birmingham. City. Brentford, you heard it right, a super six for the arm. Oh, we see oh, Brighton almost equalise against Liverpool. Come back to that. Brentford, they lead Luton Town, six goals to nil. Bristol City, they've scored five against Huddersfield. They lead by five goals to two. Still one apiece between Derby and Queen's Park Rangers. Leeds United surely have spelt the end, the death knell of Jonathan Woodgate's spell at Middlesbrough. They lead Middlesbrough by four goals to nil. Nottingham Forest, who have been riding high this season under Sabri Lamucci. They're a goal down at home to Cardiff City. Stoke, they did get back into it but Blackburn have retaken the lead, it's Stoke 1, Blackburn 2 and Wigan who the last time I checked were leading by a goal to nil now two goals to one down at home to Reading. Real Sociedad have extended their lead against Ibar 4-1 the score there now, goals for Le Mans and uh, Oyazabal 
uh, Jose and Odegaard, Martin Odegaard, the latest to score on 80. So fairly conclusive there. Mark Archer is going to bring us up to date with the leaderboard. Where are they playing? They're playing in. Why are they playing? They're playing in a very beautiful Leopard Creek Country Club. Oh, it's yeah. the Alfred Dunhill Championship. Many of the big players, Tom, have wrapped their seasons up with, of course, last week's DP World Championship up here at Jumeirah Golf Estates. But many of the South African players have come out in full force to support the Alfred Dunhill Championship. And it's a Europe. It's a Spaniard who leads. Pablo Larazabal has a three-shot lead after round three. He's at 11 under par from the Frenchman uh, Will Bristling. Watch out though for the man in third place, Brandon Grace. He's kind of gone off the boil a little bit in the last sort of 12 to 18 months. He has a man that talked about for major winning potential, but hasn't quite. Uh, been at the best of his form in the last couple of years, but Brandon Grace back in third at seven under par. Look out for him tomorrow. Oh my goodness gracious me, this is Radio Tom. <laughs> Liverpool, how do they still lead? Adrian is a bomb scare. He's come on, and I, we were getting a bit excited there. Brighton are pushing. Brighton are pushing. It's a header, it should be gobbled up. Oh my goodness gracious me, he almost punches it into his open net. This is just, well, it's breathless stuff, is what it is at Anfield. Liverpool are retreating. They're getting deeper and deeper and deeper. And we watch that again. That is calamity stuff from Adrian. He manages to keep it just before it crosses the line. Liverpool, they still lead by two goals to one. Could this be a championship winning day, I wonder? Can Brighton find an equaliser? We'll keep on top of it. So basically the South Africans dominating in South Africa. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's, that's a nutshell. Apart from the Spaniard who's leading by three. Apart <laughs> from the Spaniard there. Don't tell me he's the Spanish number eight, is he? <laughs> Spanish number eight is dominating the... One matter. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's take a short break. When we come back, uh, we'll have team news for you ahead of the... Um uh, Southampton Watford yeah, Southampton Watford 9.30 kickoff we'll have that one for you uh, we'll also have Mark uh, Archer's video printer you're listening to The Grill more of the biggest sports stories now on Dubai I 103.8 uh, right, before we give you the final scores, injury time in the Premier League, let's just uh, wrap up what happened in Germany a little bit earlier on. FC Köln against Augsburg finished one apiece down there. Uh, Hertha Berlin on the receiving end of an away win for Borussia Dortmund. Yeah, there. Borussia Dortmund winning that one 2-1. Tom, RB Leipzig 3-0 up at half-time. They managed to hold on at, uh, uh, away sorry, to Paderborn. Paderborn coming into it in the second half. It finished Paderborn 2, RB Leipzig 3. Hoffenheim, that finished one apiece with Fortuna Dusseldorf. They led for such a long time did Hoffenheim but Fortuna Dusseldorf pegging them back late on in that one the late kickoff over in Germany this evening it is Bayern Munich against Bayern Leverkusen talking of late kickoff Southampton against Watford is the late kickoff over in the Premier League uh, uh, that one at 9.30 it's live down here at Barassi let's hear from Big Ralph shall we first and foremost he's got a few injury problems uh, but this is probably the most bizarre of the injury problems listen to uh, Big Ralph talking about the injury to Buffal uh, Sofian Buffal hit his toe uh, at home on the table, the big one, and he couldn't train for three days now, and uh, is a little bit swollen still, and and yeah, will be a little bit difficult for the, for the weekend. I think next week, I think yeah, it's not broken or something, but it's very very swollen at the moment, and yeah, that's a problem. When you say Bofal hit his toe, how, how did he do that? Uh, he runs through the kitchen and and, and uh, hit against the table, I think, or something like that. That's, so no Bufal because he's stubbed his toe by the sounds of things. Yeah, Bufal's out because he stubbed his toe on the kitchen table. He must have been uh, showing a bit of speed through the kitchen there and he's uh, stubbed his toe. But I can tell you, I can confirm the lineup for Southampton. McCarthy in goal, Cedric Suarez, Stevens, Benarak, Bertrand, Gippo, Ward-Prowse in the midfield, Hoiberg, Redmond, Danny Ings, 
and Obafemi. Glad you got Southampton, Arch, <laughs> and not me. You want the Watford team? Yeah, who are they playing? Yeah, they're they're <laughs> they're playing Southampton. Watford is as follows: Kiki Sanchez Flores, of course, the coach, formerly manager of Alaino here, Shabab Alakli as well. Uh, ben Foster starts in goals. It's a back five of Feminha, Mariapa, Cathcart, Messina, and Holabas. Midfield three of Ducari, Capui, and Hughes. And then he's going for speed up top. He's going Gerard Delafal and Ismail Lassar, the big summer signing from Reigns over in France, Tom. So look out for this one. Kickoff in about 35. Five minutes time it is Southampton against Watford uh, right uh, before my blood pressure goes through the roof I'm just expecting the little box to appear on the uh, on the big screen in front of us here Be don't you dare do not you dare I want to hear from Kike Sanchez Flores before that he thinks that well his main job this season is all about fan happiness if the fans are happy he's happy every single weekend that um, a lot of managers under pressure it's normal it's true it's our profession and anything happen is our responsibility. When we accept uh, church, when we accept uh, to lead teams, we need to accept the, uh, the pressure and the responsibility we have. So this is the situation. Do you, do you fear, though, that if you, perhaps if you don't win this weekend? I think we are making a, a big mistake talking about me, about uh, my church or my position, because finally the situation is not uh, about my, my position like a, co like a coach. I think here we are talking about the happiness of a lot of people. This is the most important thing. It's the happiness of the fans. It's the future of the club. It's the future of the squad. It's, it's talking about that. One minute of silence at the beginning of every single game in the Football League uh, this evening and black armbands being worn uh, for those that lost their lives in the terror attack on London Bridge uh, yesterday over in the United Kingdom. Uh, so that is, of course, delaying a kick-off by a minute or so. Uh, however, we are now getting full times coming through, first of which is up at Anfield. Yeah, up at Anfield, I can tell you, Tom, it's finished. Liverpool 2, Brighton and Hove Albion 1, a puff of the cheeks from Jurgen Klopp. He knows that his side have been... In a game this evening, but they do move 11 points clear of Manchester City, the defending champions at the top of the Premier League table. Of course, City earlier today drawing two apiece. We've got another goal down at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium because I can tell you for the third game running, Spurs have conceded a second goal. Harry Wilson this time on the score sheet. Again, he scored two today. So I make that 3-2 away at Euroboys last weekend. 4-2 at home to Olympiacos in the Champions League in midweek. And then another 3-2. Jose Mourinho, boring. He's the entertainer. They're going to set, they're going to, they're going to, I mean, what, it's like 97 minutes on the clock there, though, isn't it? Oh, they're, they're in. Oh, my goodness, are they in? This is for three. Oh, oh my goodness, Bournemouth. Oh, what a chance. What a chance for Bournemouth to level things up. Callum Wilson is claiming a penalty here. Uh, the referee's having none of it. We'll look at VAR, but oh, my goodness, Jose Mourinho. They were home and hose. They were 3-0 up in this one. It's nervy stuff. It's now 3-2. Looking at the other full times, we will run through those full times for you in a few moments' time. I'm just too nervous to talk. So, Mark Archer, take over. What's happening with the rugby? Yeah, rugby results coming in thick and fast. Wales have defeated the Barbarians in the international match in Carter, 44. 43 points to 33. I can tell you that it's a full-time in the English Premiership. Northampton Saints have defeated Leicester Tigers, 36 points to 13. Wins coming for Exeter Chiefs, who lead Wasps, 38 points to 3. They'll win that match comfortably at home. And uh, Worcester Warriors lead Sale, 25 points to 13. They'll win that match as well. Full-time in the Pro 14. Uh, Benetton Treviso have defeated Cardiff Blues, 
uh, now Cardiff Blues have come back and won that match 31 points to 28 and in the top 14 in France Bordeaux Bagels have defeated Racing 92 34 points to 30 full, full time at the Tottenham Hotspur yeah. Stadium Spurs fans good news is you've got over the line once again it's finished Spurs 3 Please. oh <laughs> and a full time at Stamford Bridge as well <laughs> we've got a full time result at Stamford Bridge he is in tears. <laughs> he is. Oh, don't tell me that. No, no, it's not because they've lost. It's finished oh, at Stamford Bridge. It's finished Chelsea nil, West Ham 1. That is the result of the day. Sorry, Newcastle, that for me is result of the day. And you're absolutely right. David Martin, son of the legendary Alvin Martin, making his first start for a, what I can only presume is his boyhood club in tears at the end of that one. His first game, and he's kept a clean sheet at Stamford Bridge. It was Aaron Cresswell that scored the only goal of the game. Chelsea nil, West Ham 1. No one, none of the big three, or I say big three, none of the big clubs really want to finish in the Champions League places. Full-time at Turf Moor? Yeah, full-time at Turf Moor. Crystal Palace have had, of course, I would say a little bit of an upset there. They've defeated Burnley two goals to nil. So good win for Crystal Palace away at Burnley. And that means that uh, both teams uh, sort of both emerged out of the bottom ten as well. So good, good result for Crystal Palace. 19 and 20 take each other on in the late game. Yeah, if, if, if Watford lose, I think Kiki's gone. If Southampton lose, Ralph Hussein-Hattel may just go. <laughs> it's as simple as that. It's the proverbial six-pointer. It's winner stays in a job, loser probably loses their job. There is Liverpool. They have hit, incredible this, they've hit the 40-point mark already after just 14 games. Give them the title now. They're 11 clear of City. They're 11 clear of Leicester, who play tomorrow. They are 14 clear of Chelsea. They play the same amount of games. Man United, not even in the top 10. Give them the league now. Liverpool are finally going to end their hoodoo. <laughs> I was just going to say, Chris, Liverpool reached the magical 40 points. They're safe from relegation. Let's put it that yeah, way. Yeah, they are. That's today. Where are, what are we? 30th of November. The good news, Liverpool safe from relegation. The last five minutes of the show. What happened in Scotland earlier today? Uh, well, no shortage of goal unless uh, you are a Livingston or Hamilton fan. Uh, Aberdeen finished against St Mirren 2-1. A little closer than Aberdeen thought first up. So that's how it finished there. Hibs 2, Kilmarnock 2 is how it finished <sighs> in that full time. A mother well, uh, putting St Johnston to the sword, 4-0 it finished there. Will that have any impact, do you think? Uh, St Johnston have been struggling all season. They really have, Tom. And, and you know, Tommy Wright, who's still in charge there, he's done a great job over the years. But St Johnston, mm, they're kind of ambling a little bit. They're currently rooted to the bottom. I do wonder, given the fact that that was a 4-0 spanking, I do wonder if Tommy Wright will still be in a job come Monday morning. But uh, good win that for Aberdeen. That keeps them third. It's the race for the also runs because we all know Celtic and Rangers will finish top two. Some extraordinary uh, extra time or overtime or injury time being played in the championship at the moment. A lot of those games still ongoing at present. Oh my uh, goodness. Stoke City though against Blackburn has finished and it's yeah. Blackburn who come away with the Yeah, points. good win that for Tony, Tony Mowbray's men. Big win as well for Mark Bowen and his Reading side. They've come back from a goal down at Wigan to win 3-1. The result of the day, Griffin Park, Brentford 7, Amazing. Luton Town 0. Bristol City have hit Huddersfield for 5. Leeds United have hit Middlesbrough for four, so goals are plenty. Uh, Barnsley rooted at the bottom of the table. That looks like it'll be a big three points at home to Hull. Birmingham have rescued a point against Milmo, one apiece in that one. Derby QPR playing out to a 1-1 draw as well. Big win for Neil Harris in Cardiff City. They lead Nottingham Forest at the city ground by a goal to nil. So that gets you bang up today with the championship. Just breathless stuff. So much going on. Indeed it is. Rail Sociedad have uh, secured the points against Ibar into injury time there. 4-1, they lead that one. 
one. Mallorca taking on Betis, Valencia against Villarreal later on. Over in Italy, it was Atlanta with the points early doors against Brescia. Uh, Genoa taking on Torino, Fiorentina against Lecce a little later. Strasbourg League Leon, lead Lyon uh, by one goal to nil after just 20 minutes. Uh, several games to look forward to in France throughout the course of the evening. One that Chris, uh, Chris has got his eye on is over in Germany. It's the two Bayerns. It is Bayern Munich against Bayer Leverkusen. That one off at 9.30 later this evening. So for those of you that love your European football, do tune in for that one later this evening as well. You've got Fiorentina Lecce. That would probably be the niche Italian football fans <laughs> staying up at 11.45 to watch that one. But you can bet your life I'll be doing just that a little later. So games are plenty. Tune in. Be in sports. The place to catch it all. Thanks, fellas. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Tom. I was just going to give you some FA Cup results. Nah, forget it. <laughs> um, uh, later stages, we'll take them in uh, on board. Uh, listen, Arch, I'm going to see you next week. Uh, in fact, I'm going to see you both of you next yeah. week, but not next Saturday, because that man over there is heading down to your neck of the woods, isn't he? He's coming over to Riyadh, isn't he, to watch the, uh, what are they calling it, the, 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 clash, the clash of the dunes? Yeah, the, the wonderful, just trips off the tongue, doesn't it? Clash of the dunes. They could have done so many things with that. But anyway, but Anthony Joshua fighting for his desert, one would dust argue up, for dust his up in the desert could have been one. And Chris Anthony Joshua fighting for his career. Ah, Robbie's been peddling this nonsense as well. Uh, is he fighting for his career? No, because he'll still fight and he'll still make millions. But yes, to the point where if he wants the big fights, the title fights in the next 12, 18 months, it simply must win. He lost in New York. He can't ensure that that happens again. Um, fellas, thank you so much indeed. Not that you need any more build-up for this fight. I know you're very excited, as is the world as well. Uh, but there is, uh, you, you know how we keep sort of trading uh, recommendations of sporting documentaries at the moment. Be it Andy Murray resurfaced, uh, oh, the new one on, on, on Netflix, or uh, the Maradona one that you... Uh, you oh, the Maradona, Maradona in Mexico. Oh, brilliant. You recommended that to oh, me. You were watching Usain Bolt yesterday. I watched that, finished that. Bobby Robson, I started on the plane. I need another Emirates flight to catch all of these, but the Usain Bolt one is great. It's leading up to his uh, Olympics in Rio. Really good. Can really I make another good. little suggestion for both of you? Uh, keep an eye out for it. It's been produced by none other than Sylvester Stallone, and basically, they had cameras in the build-up to Ruiz against um, Ooh, Joshua. Uh, Joshua one, and now they've got another one coming out as well Ooh. with two. Um, I'll play you the trailer for one, which has been released uh, at the mid mid uh, of November, uh, just as a little taster to build us up for two as well. Thank you very much indeed, Mark Archer. Thank you very much Thank indeed, you, Thomas. Chris. See you uh, enjoy week. the fight. Uh, we'll see you down at the sevens. Yes. Oh, looking forward Both to us. it. All of yeah, us. Will I'll, be there. I'll be there on the Friday, and then I'll leave you to it. I'm sorry. Okay, fella. Bless, bless you. Uh, I'm not that it needs much more build-up, but. Have a little listen to this one. Uh, it does get the old uh, hairs in the back of the net tingling a little. We'll see you next week from the sevens. We all have the power to shift perception. This is the pinnacle heavyweight championship at the Garden. Joshua should win the fight. If it doesn't end that way or if it ends in a miraculous knockout or something, that'll be like Buster Douglas and Mike Tyson. New York was lit. New York will forever be lit. Is big time boxing. The US debut for the man regarded by most to be the best heavyweight in the world. Anthony Joshua! AJ walked into MSG. Like a superhero walked in the building. And he's fighting a fighter named Andy Ruiz, who very few people have ever seen fight. Andy. 
there's a guy who no one truly believed could win. Anthony Joshua standing next to Andy Ruiz. Who's winning that fight? Did I know about him truthfully? No. I think I've always been the underdog because when they see me, they're like, man, who's this short, chubby kid? I knew very little about Ruiz. This guy who looks like he just rolled in from the pub. I thought AJ was way too big, way too strong for him. Let's get ready to rumble! A hook lands as well by the champ. Good uppercut and a hook! Anthony Joshua is a composed and ferocious finisher. Watch this. Now we're going to watch him finish the fight, finish off Ruiz. The champ with the right hand. Ruiz comes to fire back. And Joshua's hurt. What the hell just took place? I think Joshua didn't even know what hit him. I thought I was watching a movie. It made me feel like... A real Rocky is born. There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcasts at DubaiEye1038.com.